It's the Next Level Contractor Podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. We're doing it every Monday at 7 a.m. in 30 minutes or less with no bullshit. Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. And we're helping small businesses and contractors be more profitable with better leads and better systems. We'll do it live! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! And I'm here with Josh Swisher of North Face Construction. Hello. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you don't mind, could you just tell the people listening just a little bit about what you guys do and your, your business here in Elk River? Yeah, yeah, happy to. Uh, I own North Face Construction. I started the company in 2010 when I was installing roof sill. I started roofing when I was 15 years old. I'm now 28 and uh, loving my roofing career. <laughs> but uh, uh, in that time, we've... Uh, grown to a company of eight employees. I have three uh, outside sales representatives, one office administrative person. My wife does our um, accounting and payables, uh, receivables. I do kind of general managing, sales managing, um, just and, and that. And then I have a production manager and an assistant production manager. So uh, we <clears throat> currently will do, I mean, do you want what do you want to know? I mean, well, what, what we don't necessarily need to talk numbers okay. just yet. We can maybe talk about yeah. them a little bit later, but we are just talking about roofing sales tips today. Okay. So I'm going to tap into Josh's brain a little bit on that side. And I just want to hear a little bit about like, hey, where do you think you're at in the life cycle of, you know, you know, to maturity. If you, if you think of maturity, complete maturity as you got it down, you have all your sales systems. Where are you at? Like, I mean, obviously, if you compare it to when you just started, you're further along. Yes, absolutely. So where would you say you are in that life cycle? And give, give people a little context. I, I like your analogy, first off. And the first thing that popped up in my mind when you said in the life cycle, I see us as an adolescent with, uh, <laughs> with facial hair just popping through yeah. and uh, some zits. Yeah. Uh, but, so, so we've learned... <laughs> we've learned enough to be dangerous yeah. and we've executed enough things to uh, be moderately effective, but we have a lot more that we can do. And I think it, you kind of touched the nail on the head there. It's all about the system. And we're, I'd say, in the adolescent stage of the I, system. No, I think it's really good too. Is, I mean, we're, we're being honest about where you're at in the cycle. And maybe there's people that have two or three people that, are, that could learn from what you've yeah. learned so far. And perhaps also you might think to yourself, hey, we've got our sales better down better than that. But maybe you'll grab a nugget or two yeah. out of this conversation because certainly I've seen th some things work for you over the last couple of years. Um, you've grown your business from, I don't know where it was when we started talking. It was like five years ago. So oh, gosh. It was when like, we first started talking, I think I... I think I did like 200,000 in sales in one year. And then like we're, we're five years later and you're doing around about 3 million, about 3 million. So clearly you've had some things right. And there's, there's been some growth in your ability to sell more roofs because you've, you've been selling them. Um, so what would you say one of the more important, so let's just get down to like the, the, the biggest takeaways that you've had the last couple years as far as sales, you obviously have stepped out of you doing sales. Mm -hmm. Um, how, how big of a role has that played in your ability to grow the business? 
being able to step out. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a big, big asset to as we grow now because as you start adding salespeople and creating a system, not only do you need to have the system, but you need to have a way to monitor and hold accountable and have someone have dare I say the pulse on it. Like yeah. how's the health of our sales in relation to the market and how many leads are coming in. It really comes down to numbers and that's some of the stuff that I've learned in the last couple of years is getting into the nitty gritty of the numbers, knowing your cost per acquisition and how and tying that into your sales um, like budgeting and all that stuff and how you're gonna allocate that way. I think I kinda went down a wormhole there a little bit. No, that's off, all right. Off topic, I, no, I actually but, I don't think that's off topic. I okay. think cost of acquisition and paying attention to those numbers is Yes. Defined what you're trying to do on sales yeah. because you you can't be harder on your your employees on your salespeople if you don't know that against benchmarks for the exactly. industry. Yeah. That that they're a little behind or something mm -hmm. like that. And I think um, where I was getting at too is with our sales system was separated us from a lot of competitors locally and I don't know about nationally, but. I think with the branding aspect, we've pumped a lot of investment in the pre-sale, I would call it. Mm -hmm. Like when people have access to digital marketing and the information online, what we've done is kind of focus on the pre-sale so that by the time our people get there, people have mo a lot of the time made up their mind on the company on how valid we are, how our reputation of product. I mean, the online reviews are crucial. Yeah, crucial. like just to be clear, like, so North Face Construction has like what, 250 plus? So part of our sales system, like when someone calls in, we qualify the lead. Um, we're attempting to really hone in on getting uh, getting rid of one-leggers, which are only one decision maker of a two decision maker household. We're yeah. not perfect on that yet, and we still are running one-leggers here and there, but. But I think that's, um, a, that's a good tip, right? Yeah, so one thing. I get mean, rid I've, of one-leggers. Yeah, get rid of running one-leg uh, appointments because it's a waste of your time and theirs. Um, yeah. Because that's always gonna be the scapegoat. I gotta talk to my husband, I gotta talk to my wife, I gotta blah, blah. Well, why didn't we set up the meeting with them before? It's a waste of your time because you're always gonna have to come back and people like to use that as, a, as an out. You know, mm -hmm. um, I think you brought up a good point. Previous, uh, a nice rebuttal to that situation is okay. When would be available for them? And setting yeah. that next appointment, I think that's something that I could take on, yeah. and we could implement on that end. But yeah, just so hmm. number two, just making sure that maybe if you don't close, that there is some kind of positive, constructive, constructive yeah. movement forward. It's not a waste of time. I mean, I know we all ideally want to close in one one Absolutely. time conversation, but. <laughs> It's not a waste of time unless you don't get an actual positive, constructive movement forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like some further commitment, because yeah. that's a sale, that's a pre-sale thing too, right? It's like yeah. if they've committed, a, and they, you've already paid to acquire that yeah. person. So in a sense, and I, a lot of people who are really ten-step sales system and one-leggers would probably hate me for saying this, but it's you got rid of that cost acquisition of another customer. Would you rather have a chance with someone that gave you a maybe or someone that's a cold yeah. cold lead again? Exactly. You know? And that's why I think follow-up is yes. absolutely crucial because if you, and this is something we could improve on, I mean, to be honest. Me too. Is like <laughs> there's probably a hundred cold lead or like moderately warm leads sitting in the back of our 
CRM or wherever, yeah. you know, if there's you have always that there's, there's a bunch of cold, like, if, if they don't have anything else That's, to do, there's always that mulch pile. Yeah. You should definitely be <laughs> tapping the mulch. Yeah. Right. So tapping the mulch more, mm -hmm. just putting your, your, just putting a contact out there, trying to be useful to them. If your, your salespeople don't have anything else yeah. to do, which I, I know yours do right now. Yeah. We're going crazy right yeah. now. So, <laughs> but uh, another thing too, that ties into the pre-sale that we've implemented is our emails. So whenever someone calls in after that, we qualify them. We send out a confirmation email to the homeowner and it actually includes some of those videos that we've made like if they are looking for storm damage inspection we have a video explaining what to expect out of our storm damage inspection when we show up if you're looking for roofing here's a video on this stuff of informational and then it also reaffirms with them when it is gives them an idea of who's coming and then also uh, they get an email and text message an hour prior to showing up with which a, that tool is pulse m right yes pulse, so pulse m. M. i don't is really awesome. want to share that much with my competitor hey, but you hey, know hey you know. if you're a competitor of josh here uh don't worry about it but if yeah, you're, you're in a different market it's pulse m yeah it's yeah pulse m and it automatically sends out a email and text message to that customer from your linked calendar in your crm hey howard is coming out today and then there's like a link with a video and then a picture of Howard and a little biography about him, uh, what he likes to do, his family, That's et cetera. Some next it level really stuff. puts some stuff, puts the face of the name yep. so they already have a connection with him. And given that Howard is a perfect example, he's just such a nice guy and everyone loves him and he's just so caring, it just sets the tone for the whole appointment yep. the rest of the time. So the pre-sale is where I'd say we're very strong. It's the closing where we yeah. <laughs> we're hey. missing some uh, <laughs> closing some, is important. I know. Well, so we we're good. About, we're yeah. good in situations. I so let's say. wait on closing because we. I'm sure you've had some things work. So we'll talk about this yeah. in a second. But so we talked about pre-sale. Now let's talk about objections. Okay. So objections in the roofing sales process. <coughs> Excuse me. We talked. We actually did a couple of videos on these today. So could you go over the Refresh. two ones that we did? I think the first one was in regards to price. Price. So you're not the cheapest provider. No. Why are you more expensive than other other roofing providers? And well, do you want then, me to put it bluntly? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. And then the second one is uh, why do I need three estimates on my insurance claim? And then the third one that we didn't really ever find a resolution for was I my my husband or my wife. I need to talk with them first. I need to talk with them first. Yeah. So let's talk the about one the leggers. Yeah, the one leggers. So let's talk about the first one. So why are you more expensive than competitors? And how would another roofer? I mean, I'm we're talking to just to be honest, we're talking to roofers around the country. So, yeah. So roofers that are you know, let's say Massachusetts, and they get that same answer. And they're let's say they're like a GAF Master Elite roofer. They're actually a high quality roofer like you, and you like top of the line customer service. How how do you respond to that? by design that yeah. we are not the cheapest because we know what we are providing in regards to quality of the work and doing things that way. And you don't want to sacrifice on that. Um, but and, we're also and not top of line materials. Exactly. And a lot of these people don't use that. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to mention yeah. any name brands, but there's always that one shingle you can get from a supplier, that one siding you can get from a supplier that you know, eh, Yeah, maybe I shouldn't be putting it on, that, on it, but I can get it cheap and I can sell it as an architectural and... Yeah make a lot more for a lot quick and when the rear view hit there's guys out there and you have a long-term mindset right yes. so like you've changed you you actually are doing the right things because you have this long-term mindset about business 
you want them to refer you out. That's yes. been a huge, you did talk about that. That is probably our number one takeaway on why we are the way we are is because we want to have a sustainable business where we can service these warranties in 10 years if something does come up. We want to be around when they refer their neighbor, brother, sister. Everyone wants to refer someone that makes them look good. And so we want to be that person. And to be that person, we have to have an extensive effort on service and quality. Yep. And that, it's like that uh, thing that we Googled earlier, you know, there's three different types of service, but you only can pick two. Fast fast and quick, or fast and cheap is not good quality. Yeah. You know? If you want quality and fast, it's not cheap. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's just kind of comes down to how you want to position yourself in the marketplace, and that's how we've chose to position ourselves is we're going to overwhelm our customers with quality and experience. I love that. That's going to make sure that they are lifelong advocate for us and a referral everyone knows how good referrals are i mean those are like sold you know the closing rate on your referrals is probably way higher than any other marketing can do and your cost per acquisition on referrals is cheaper than everything so it's long term good for you and your customers and you guys even like let's say like deliver some brownies afterwards yeah, when yeah. our roof is done right yeah we have a. Uh, um Give a shout out to Original Hockey Mom Brownies, the official brownie of the Minnesota Wild. My buddy Andrew Howard uh, started the company. Give him a little shout out. Uh, he is a food truck and he is makes them like seriously like amazing brownies. But he goes. But if you he, don't have these guys in your area, yeah, if you don't have them in your area, something you can do something awesome right? that tastes good yeah. <laughs> It's always good. But uh, a little bit goes, of sugar never hurt. Yeah, he goes and uh, hand delivers uh, brownies that an assorted dozen to our customers after they've been closed out. I really say. want some of these And then, uh, <laughs> you haven't had any? I don't think I oh, have. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Well, I'll probably just I haven't got a roofer. I haven't got a roof job done by you yet. Yeah, that's true. Well, you have an apartment, so. Yeah. It's going to be hard. <laughs> well, we can get, we can, <laughs> we can do apartments. But, um, yeah, he, and then we have a handwritten letter saying thank you. And we've gotten great response on that from. That's amazing, man. And I think really it come, kind of comes down to, it's like, it's not a gimmick. This, the sales tip from you right now it's, like, yeah, it's more about like go for the referral be yourself so so play through like you know and the and Grant I love Grant Cardone yeah, yeah. and his thing is is you don't just want him to you know you don't just want him to buy what you're selling you want him to want to hire you and like we do a lot of, you know, our business does B2B sales. So it's yeah. like, I don't just want them to want to hire our company. I want them to be like, how can I get you to work for me? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's really where I'm trying to get. Like, that's the level of service. That'd be, and you're, that'd be nice. <laughs> and you're, you're playing through the sale. So you're like, I don't just want this sale. We want to ref we want them to refer us three yeah. more customers. That's a pretty high standard. Exactly. Yeah, and well, and then also to just kind of go on a little branch from that is the reviews. Like we want to get their review. Five star review. We were just talking about how we're both obsessed. I'm obsessed with, with it. five like, star reviews. That's what I want. That's like my crack. Like yeah. Getting those online reviews. What is what? It, I feel like I had some stat that I heard a long time ago. It's like. 75% of people, and this might be a little off, but 75% of people value an online review like it's someone they trust. Yeah. So, I mean, that's exactly. a really astounding number in the sense that they don't know these people. Yeah. They've never met them. They don't know them from Adam. They don't know their circumstance, their demeanor, how they are as a customer, like what their expectations are versus them, but they trust them like it's a close friend telling them and recommending someone. So if you have 50, 100, 
200 online five-star reviews compared to your competitor locally that has two reviews and it's like a 3.5 stars, who's, who are people going to call? Exactly. It, it's it's no-brainer. They're going to call who can get the job done. And if it costs a little bit more to make sure and give that peace of mind that they're not going to have to deal with it again, that's what they're going to do. Exactly. All right. So objection number two, mm-hmm. I, you know, my parents told me to give, always get three bids on anything. My dad always did it. Yeah. The insurance company told me to do it. Yeah. So I, I guess there's three two bids. sides to this, right? So there's yep. the retail side and then there's the insurance side. Yeah. So if a roofer is doing insurance restoration, then maybe we should start with that one. So yeah, that's sure. the one we talked about today. So if I said that, if I'm a prospect, what do you so say? Be like, Tim, I, I understand that makes perfect sense um, in a lot of scenarios because you want to be a judge of, you want to have choices to pick from. However, in this scenario, who says you have to get three bids? My insurance company. Why? I think because they want me to get the best deal. What happens when you get the best deal? Oh, well, they'll, they'll be cheapest, paying right? them. Yeah, yeah. so they'll be paying them. It's going to cost you the same. Like your deductible is $1,000 across yeah. the board in this example. Okay. You're paying $1,000 for Joe Schmo here who's going to charge you, say, ten grand. Yeah. You're going to pay $1,000, same, same, quote, unquote, same, Rough architectural thirty or whatever rough. Joe Schmell is going to charge you ten. Joe Blow is going to charge you twelve, and uh, Rick Van Winkle over here is going to charge <laughs> eighteen grand. But the thing is, you're only paying a thousand, so it costs you the same. Yeah. So why would you shop around? What's the difference between these architectural roofs that are lifetime quote yeah. unquote that they're doing all differently? And, I don't really know. Well, exactly, you don't. And this guy yeah. is probably. Not profitable. The yeah. Joe Blow is at ten. He's not profitable. A. He's using the crappiest materials, and he's probably using the cheapest cheapest labor that came from wherever, yeah. and is not probably insured yeah. and whatnot. And so we're getting to the bottom of this. In the video, you just said like, "Why are you wasting time?" Like, well, yeah, we made a joke about like, yeah. so you've got all the time in the world to meet with three yeah. roofers. We were even making fun of roofers a little bit because we we're like, because he said like, because well, we talk. Lo- we love talking, so we'll. <laughs> We'll talk to you. Like you have, why not ten roofers? Why mm-hmm. not have ten roofers? Well, we're making some jokes around it. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, I think both of these points are super valid too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it comes down to you could have a primo, primo service like the best service, best whatever, for the same cost. Yep. Who is it actually serving to go with the cheapest or most the, affordable? The it serves them, and and it ties into the the time. If there are issues with that cheaper person, who who has to deal with that, and whose Me. choice is it? Yeah, you, not them. They're free of that. Yeah. So it really comes down to the value of a customer's time and the value that they place on the workmanship. We tell people go with who you're comfortable with in an insurance scenario, and if they tell you to get three bids, just think about why. <laughs> so we both came to the conclusion that we don't have a really good answer to the. The third objection that we're going to talk about, which is I need my wife or my husband to approve this decision. These are very common objections, right? So let's just, let's just fumble our way through this. What have you seen work? Have you seen anything work on this? Um, If you say, if you say, no, I'm fine with it. No, I, off the top of my head, no, but I remember listening to, I think it might've been a Grant Cardone or someone else, like how to address or some, some salesperson 
telling me how to address the scenario. Yeah. And it kind of goes like this. In the situation that you're with the husband and the wife is gone, you ask him, okay, so your wife knows you're here though, like meeting with us yeah. today, right? Okay, so she was comfortable with you meeting here without her, so she gave you permission to make a decision without yeah. her, right? Unless you actually aren't making the decisions. Which, so Which then so you guys were never, yeah. so you're wasting my time. Yeah. And, and and that's a very conf confrontational it approach is. that these people but do. But hey, it's it not very Minnesotan. The, but it is it, very Greg Cardone. I will say that. I think that's where I. Heard I mean, here's it, like, the deal. I like that guy, I, and I agree. I agree. I, I will say this. I, I think that's one way to do it. And if you could, I think his whole thing is always like you have to play it off in a playful tone. If yeah. you can come across, if you can say something like that, that's a little confrontational, but it's a it's joke. Yeah. And it feels like a joke, and you're the kind of person that can. Yeah, successfully see, hit that joke. That's tough. Then, then you can do that. Yeah. But if you can't, and you're gonna piss somebody off, get a one star review. From yeah, that's sales. a real, that's a real quick way to yeah. piss someone yeah. off. So that's why I said that's what I heard. And I think, I, I think my way of dealing with this is around like I actually, I, you know, I think this could be a way too. And I know that this only is, a, this only applies to you if you are a little bit more of a premium provider. But I think it's. I would absolutely love to set that appointment. Let's get that mm -hmm. in place and making sure that you actually do set the appointment. Cause what I care about is progress. Um, I don't, to me, a good close, a good successful next step piece of progress is as close. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like a close. That's the next best. Thing. Yes. It's, it's not a close, but it's at least at you're least getting a, a tease. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So that's what I that's what I would go with. But I also don't think you know neither of us have that one figured out. Per no, se. it's but a I think that's constant, go, yeah. constant thing to learn how to approach. It. And each person is different. You feel people out. You learn from them as you're sitting in these appointments. Yeah. And your pitch is always going to be different. And that's one thing too that I've learned in the last couple of years is as consistent as you can be on everyone. Yeah. You, you want to have a structure so you don't miss anything because if you forget. Like a certain aspect of your pitch, like, oh, I didn't do the walk around of the property yeah. with inspection with them. You know, they might look at that as like, well, the other guy actually like got out and like showed me the stuff and gave me that interactive experience. Yeah. So being consistent on each appointment, there's a consistency that you want to make sure you yeah. stick with, but you got to customize it for each situation. There's always a situation that is an outlier. So you got to be fluid yet structured yeah somebody's ready to sign right now and yep, says okay, i want to yep. skip the walk around um yep. but speaking of it what about closing what have you seen work when have you closed um maybe when you didn't necessarily think you were going to or or something interesting happened can you share any cl successful closing things that you've seen and um, i might share one or two too putting people and it sounds maybe uh, let me think about it right so <laughs> hey, we're not talking to you know, customers right now. We're talking about the roofers. So the deal is, is like when I felt like, man, that went really well, like all that jazz, and I got them to like go, like first call close. Those yeah. always feel amazing when yeah. you first call close. Like your pitch is on point. Yeah. Everything is great. Like I, I'm passionate about selling myself and my company, so it like bleeds into the no, sale. Exactly. But like I think when you have that effect in that sale, I've had it where you go like that. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't care if this person signs or not tonight because I just like did this yeah. amazingly. And I'm saying, hey, Mr. Whatever, um, how would you like to move forward? And like just taking 
be like, all you need to do is just sign oh, here like and then just take it and slide it across the table with paper, with a pen and just smile and don't say a word. I like that. How would don't you say like a word. Forward? Yeah, that's good. All you have to do. Well, I'm I'm not saying specifically that, but I guess what I'm alluding to is like that rush of sliding the paper over yeah. and shutting your mouth because, in all honesty, the first person who talks loses. <laughs> I like that. That's good. And then I'll say another option for possible close. This is my number two, and I don't know exactly how this translates to roofing, but I would I call it the assumptive close. Oh yeah. So it's just like I know we're moving forward. So when should we get the the next step scheduled? Yep. So it works. I don't say I know that we were we're moving forward, but I just say when would you like to get the next step? And and you look at them. To be honest, here's the thing. And sorry if you are a roofer and we're about to work together and you feel me do this. No, it's not actually. <laughs> I've known him for a long yeah. time and I know his sales tactics, <laughs> but I let him do it anyway. Yeah, you just let me do it. It's entertaining and it's fun. It actually is fun. And to be honest. I mean, <laughs> When you like somebody, and I, this stuff is all easier when you enjoy <coughs> when you enjoy somebody. So if you're yeah. if you're good at kind of getting, if, if you don't, it's it's a lot People easier. People like being yeah. sold. Yeah, no, we there is about that. a flair to it and yeah. an experience in it that yeah. they just want to be led along. Yeah, and I, to be honest, you know, as a business owner, I'm sold all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like I I'm. Uh, I'm often selling, right? Mm-hmm. So actually, I really like that experience more, even though because I'm like I'm also analyzing it a little bit too. But anyways, the, the what yeah. I was trying to say is the assumptive close is just uh, you you basically start moving forward. They haven't said yes necessarily yet, but yeah. I've literally in our business, I've literally gotten through a whole discovery. Like I've like scheduled the kickoff, did the discovery, still didn't have a signature. Wow. And then and then handed them. The you thing. committed. Yeah, I committed hard. Well, and they but feel like, that too. Yeah. You now there is that like giving more than what you expect to get back. Yeah. I mean, there's also low like in ours. Like I know some of our guys like just from um, like a mindset of servitude even. Yeah. Like I'm gonna serve you as freaking good as I possibly I can on the front end. Yeah. If you yeah. can experience that now yeah. when you have no obligation to buy from me, no anything, there's no pen on the paper, look at yeah. how committed I am to you, people feel attracted to that yeah. and they will commit to that. So I say that's another sidestep off of that too. I like that. No, that's really good. In Minnesotans, we know we know how to sidestep oh, yeah. all day. Oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> anything you know, that, that subtle like yeah. that guilt. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's, that's that's subtle guilt. It's like, a social defined. thing, right? It's a it social is. pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't. If you tell me like, like when's oh, the next step, to. I don't want to have to say no. I'm not ready to move forward. I mean, I might, and yes, they might. But you got to be. You can't be afraid of rejection, mm-hmm. right? So, what's a final closing technique? Uh, just ask. Don't be afraid to ask for the sale, and do it in a genuine manner. You know, don't fake it. Till you make it on that. Yeah. Be earnest and honest, and but have the guts and dare I say, have the balls to ask for ask, the close and ask again and ask again. Just, Just because you got turned exactly. down once, how many times can you get turned down? Oh, I don't know how many times I asked my wife out before <laughs> she dated me. I feel quite like, a few times. Honestly, I feel like you could ask six times, ten oh, times. Yeah. I mean, just be just so change it no. up, just change it up, and you know, I mean, really, there's there's a lot of ways to ask. And maybe just like one sentence or like uh, 30 seconds on how it's been working with Hook. So this this podcast is put on by Hook Agency, hookagency.com. 
And, you know, I'm happy to say we've, I think we've helped accelerate some of the things that you've done. Um, certainly, I give you full credit for building this business, but I, I feel like I've been a part of well, it, or we've been a part you, of it. We have, we have, you have, <laughs> you have been a part of it. And I gotta say, we wouldn't be here where we are today without you. And I'm very glad I listened to you way early because it set us up for success long-term uh, more than our competitors. But it's been a great experience. I feel the biggest takeaway working with Hook is you guys aren't pretending to be something you're not. You're telling me flat out, this is gonna work, this won't. Like, just candid, candid, tell me not what I wanna hear necessarily all the time, but tell me what I need to hear and doing what's right for my business in the long term and not always going for the shortcut quick thing. I think there's a lot of value there. And honestly, <clears throat> besides that, my next number one takeaway take would be saving of my time. Um, you know, As a business owner in a small business, you're wearing 100 hats, you're HR one moment, salesperson the other, account manager another time. And being a marketer and understanding how to run SEO and remarketing and all this junk, it's not something that's worth an owner's time learning yeah. um, in most situations. So you guys have really optimized my time. Is that the biggest thing? Man, I appreciate it so much. And thank you for spending the time. It's actually 6.14 on a Friday, this guy's. <laughs> we just got done filming some videos for his stuff. And I think, uh, I really appreciate that you spent the time. Oh, happy, always happy to help and be a part of this. It's fun. Awesome. And thank you so much for watching and or listening to the Next Level Contractor Podcast. We're doing it every Monday, 7 a.m. No bullshit, 30 minutes or less. And we're helping small businesses and contractors be more profitable with better leads and better systems. Check us out, hookagency.com, at hookagency, all over the internet on social media. All right. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye.